0: Monday, B'Shalach, Sheh 121, we are discussing the reason, or what we could imagine the reason is, why the Rabbani Shalom punished Klal Israel. But the cache is that there were old communities that were also tortured by Gayim. And what's the reason for it? If there we don't find that they were necessarily following the Goyim. So he says... He explains a concept, we say it in halal, Yasar Yasranika Villa Movis The Nidabanish Lalam puts me in pain, but he doesn't kill me. Meaning the the Khurban Mitzrayim, when at least four out of five died from Kal Yisrael in Kheshach, this week's parish of a And the Khurban of the first base Mikdash, and the Khurban of the second base of were tremendous suffering. There's a lot of pain for Klai However, and this is a bold statement, but he has the ability to make such a statement. He said, no destruction in history was as terrible as what happened in World War II. This has no equal to anything that ever happened to Klai which is interesting because if you look at the numbers that Chazal say in Beitar, for example, it seems to be more than World War II. Maybe not, maybe no, maybe not it's 1.2 million I think the numbers are maybe it's, maybe it's not maybe it's not but he says from a historical perspective the greatest khurban was was in, was in World War II and he says the reason is because the assimilation was unequaled to anything prior he says Yidin existed for many centuries amongst the Goyim in Europe and only when they adapted Goyish ways were they destroyed the Holocaust significantly came from Germany, where Yidden were the most assimilated in their language and their customs. Intermarriage was widespread. Nothing even remotely resembled this, nothing even remotely resembling this ever transpired throughout Kalal Yisrael. So that's why the Korban was so gefarlich. Of course, Kalal Yisrael has none of air, so they got punished for it. But the greatest Chorban was when there was terrible potential for even a greater Chorban. So he explains that from the beginning of Kalal Yisrael all the way down to World War I, Kalal Yisrael had a distinctive garb. They dressed a certain way, they spoke a certain language, and they had certain names. No Jewish community rela- re- remained loyal to the Torah while resembling the Goyim. They were totally separate. Now, even though we have chachamim in the Gemara that have goyish names, that's the that's the problem. He says no yid, no chacham ever used a non goyish name, a non yiddish name. For example, he says some foreign names, after being introduced by ignorant people, became Jewish and were later used by Klal Yisrael. Many foreign-sounding names were really just corruptions of Yiddish names. For example, Ashi. Rav Ashi is really the name Yeshia or Yeshaya. Shim, Shimi of Shimi, Shimi Barashi, is for Shimon, and Chia is for Achia. Rami, also brought in in the Gemara, was either Avram or Yirmiya. But the names the kash is let's say yishmal that's a pretty uh, serious kash he doesn't Bavarin where did Yishmael get his name from maybe Yishmael's not is not a Goyish name that's what he says he says all the names that the Chacham used were Yiddish names that were just with a twist Alexander that's true Alexander yeah it's also a Goyish name he doesn't bring those examples. He says now, even though there were many bearded Jews that were also destroyed with the assimilated Jews, but the majority of European Jews were on the road, on the road to materialism, to melting out of uh, existing as And Chazal say a concept: Kivan shenitn vishus lamashchis." Once the mashchis has Rishos, he doesn't discriminate between tzaddikim and Rishai. So so what happens? He explains that for many centuries, the Yidin in Europe were loyal to the Torah. He says, a Gayisha historian said about the Yidin that they're in love with their religion. He says, but near the end, wrong influences began to enter from Berlin And many were corrupted. They developed the influence of the Yidden that were assimilated, a whole school of Hebrew and Yiddish writers who made fun of the Torah for a hundred years. They spoke about secular education, that the Yidden should gain favor in the eyes of the Goyim, and all of their poverty and their persecution was only the result of their obeying the Torah. And this propaganda succeeded in corrupting a portion of Kalal Yisrael. Now, what about the Chachamim? Why didn't they say anything about these individuals? He said, you have to realize that in Russia, where most of the Yidin lived, the government was strongly anti-Jewish. They wanted that the Yidin should convert, which could only be achieved by destroying their loyalty to the Torah. So therefore, the Russian government viewed the disloyal Yiddin, who followed in the footsteps of the Germans as allies in their campaign against Yiddishkeit and therefore helped them. So they were helped by the government. He says these facts are clear from documents that were discovered when they overthrew the government at the end of World War One. This was known already to the leaders in klaus Yisrael. Any public statement by the Chachamim against these Yidin would have resulted in a terrible punishment because the czars were ruthless and they would send everyone to Siberia. So for a hundred years, the Hebrew and the Yiddish writers published a flood of books and newspapers that they poured hate and bazillion on Chachamim and on the Tyre. And the government did not give the Chachamim, any permission to reply. And the only periodical which was used to defend Yiddishkeit had to be printed in Paris. Interesting thing. He said, and these writers that wrote against the Torah, once they saw the slightest resistance, they threatened to report them to the government and hand them over to the Russian police. He says, even in the Paris periodical, which was mailed to addresses in Russia, he says some loyal writers wrote without names to escape the revenge of the anti-Tayra elements. It's amazing what went on. You never know about this. You never hear about this. He said what the government did was they appointed these assimilated Jews to be quote-unquote rabbis over the Jewish communities. Now the people despised these government rabbis, but this helped lower the prestige of the real Chachamim. And in many cases, they weren't permitted to do any rabbinic functions without the rishos of the government rabbi. And the Russian government even founded two schools where they trained these rabbis. And eventually these schools were closed down because the Students were found to be too irreligious even for the government to stomach. Fascinating thing. When a yid becomes fry, he becomes worse than the guy. So they closed him down eventually. But that was that was the plan. That was basically what was going on in Khlysar. And therefore, he's gonna elaborate more on it, Be'er Hashem. but basically if you have a kasha of what happened, he says it's it's pretty clear. That there was a terrible influx of anti-Tayran They had an influence in Klai's. You know, and therefore, assimilation was a tremendous threat, like we'll see. And that's why the Bani had to press the restart button. Rahman <laughs>